Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! 10, Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds brought to you by Bulldog Burger. In Ridgeland, Starkville, and Tupelo, Bulldog Burger. Delicious lunch and dinner, burgers and sandwiches and appetizers, craft beer, little Tito's vodka. Bloody Mary, right? Game day. Game day, Tito's vodka, Bloody Marys. Bulldog Burger in uh, Ridgeland. And... um, Start on Tupelo. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live for you on the Out of Bounds radio app. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. The Out of Bounds show. Good week this week, for sure. And uh, I've got Blake Mania with me as we roll on on a thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday brought to you by Embraves. Double-A affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. They're here all weekend. And uh, it's Southern Miss night tonight. Right? Southern Miss night plus Thursday. Thursday. And so they've got all kinds of themes throughout the weekend, including a Father's Day deal on Sunday. Um, boom. M Braves, Mississippi Braves, double-A affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. Let's give away three more pairs of tickets to any day or night, Thursday through Sunday. Just Texas Braves, Bob Horner, Ronald Acuna. I saw Albies got hurt. Yeah, he hurt his foot. He's my favorite player. I know. I thought about that when I saw it. I saw it on the Twitters. Unbelievable, Glad you're locked in. Let me ask you this question. Did the Embrace... What's his first name? Ozzy. Yeah, I love his name, man. Ozzy Albies. Yes. Or is it Albies? I just think it's Albies. Albies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I like that you put the emphasis on the bees part. Okay. Albies. I like that. That's I nice. love Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy Guillen. Ozzy Smith. I mean, there's lots of Ozzy Smith. I had all his baseball cards. Yeah, there's lots of Ozzies. Yeah. I watched a ton of Cardinals baseball in the 80s yeah. because they played the Cubs and the Braves so much. The in, Wizard of Oz. In those two channels. Yeah. Um, he couldn't hit, but he could feel. <laughs> no, that was back when 
you know, it was kind of skewed the other way. Yes. No yeah. middle infielder hit in the day, back in the day. Not, I mean, Sean Dunstan couldn't hit. Yeah. Ozzie Smith couldn't hit. Yeah. Gary Templeton couldn't hit. I mean, these were some of my favorite players. Second, I loved Gary Templeton yeah. for the San Diego Padres. But second base is where offense went to die. Yeah, now Sandberg could hit, which was... Ryan Sandberg right, That was Cubs. a big yep. deal, right? Yep. Sandberg could hit. Did Lou Whitaker play second? And Alan Trammell? Or is that a dentist here? No, Alan Trammell did play. Oh, Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah. uh, hold on. Uh, so I'm trying to think second base in the 80s. Ryan Sandberg. Yikes. I'm I mean, no, that was through not a, here. Trammell was a shortstop. So it was Whitaker was second. Yeah. Was second base. And uh, Sandberg could hit, dude, yeah. for an infielder. But most couldn't. Most were first and third. During that time, nobody was really lifting weight, so they'd have yeah. a little gut, be a little thick. Yeah, you know, rural America guy made it yeah. through the minors, yeah. hit some bombs. You might ribbies. have a corner outfielder that hits bombs, but yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. That's I think funny. that was a time too where really catchers didn't really hit that well. Did you know, Jody Davis couldn't hit? Bruce Benedict couldn't hit. No, finding a catcher who could hit was a big um, deal. Yeah, I can't remember who the card. Like I remember was. when Gary Mike- Carter, I guess, was pretty good hitter. Or was he? Or, he was or okay. underselling. He was no. He was okay. I don't think he was. Great. I don't think he was that good for the Mets. I remember when Mike, when Mike Piazza came on the the, the scene. That was like a huge because of how good a Gary he was. Carter looked like he would have owned Studio Fifty Four and also been smuggling booger sugar <laughs> in uh, in the eighties. That's funny. He had the perm going. Anyway. Uh, I'm trying Did, to think of some other guys in the who is who is the best shortstop hit hitter in the '80s. Who is the best short? Who, who am I missing? I'm I'm trying to think through. No, I wasn't alive. Like the Yankees didn't have anybody. Jeter doesn't show up no. until '95 ish six. Yeah. Right when they started making that run. Um, who was who was on the Mets in '86 when they won it? I'm not sure. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Armory. The Armory is on Lake Harbor, too, right down from Bulldog Burger. Now, let me tell you what the Armory is. All right, it's right in front of Kroger on Lake Harbor, across from Gateway Tire. The Armory, the Armory is Central Mississippi's number one source for top-of-the-line, best-in-class premium firearms, optics, and suppressors. And they make the suppressor buying process simple. You can walk through the suppressor buying process with them. Their knowledgeable staff will get you set up with the firearm optics suppressor that fits your specific needs. And it's one-on-one personal service. It's a beautiful building. I had no idea. I mean, it's really nice. The Armory in front of Kroger on Lake Harbor, Mississippi's number one source for the top of the line, top of the line. Best in class, premium firearms, optics, and suppressors. The Armory on Lake Harbor in Ridgeland in front of Kroger. Blake? Did the Embraves put Southern Miss Night on Thirsty Thursday because they knew Southern fans would need a lot of alcohol to watch baseball again? Probably after this past weekend. Will, will you look up the best uh, uh, shortstop hitting guy in the 80s? Yeah. Michigan Steve, yeah, Google that and see what comes up. Michigan Steve uh, used the Google mentioned bro. mentioned 
that 84 Tigers team, Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell, they went wire to wire. Jack Morris. And they won the title. Pitcher. Yeah. I just thought of that. Yes. I, I, yeah. I just I just thought of that. Um, yeah, the Tigers, they did win it. I had, I had Whitaker and Trammell's and Jack Morris. There you go. Fleer, Tops, and Dunras cards. It's impressive. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I think Jack Morris went on with the Toronto Blue Jays and won it again. Didn't he? With Dave Stewart? In like 91, 92. They ripped my heart out because Kirby Puckett was one of my favorite players Ooh. and he was with the Minnesota Twins. Right. No, but Kirby won it. That would have been a... No. Yeah, Kirby got one in 91. Who the Blue, Blue Jays may have ripped the Braves' heart out Speaking in 92, of, 93. Speaking of getting one... With the College World Series coming up, are you ready to pick your champion before the games even start? The champion of the CWS. Yeah. Yikesy. I know. Okay. Uh, No, I really wasn't. Let me think about that for a second. (laughs) Will says the best uh, hitting middle infielder is Cal Ripken Jr. Was he really? I mean, he did have an amazing No, I don't know why I didn't think of Cal at short. I mean, he was good. What was he, a 300 hitter? 276. See, he had a 788. I mean, OPS. I get the Iron Man thing, and he, he was a hell of a player. But, but I mean, when you hit 3,100 hits and 431 uh, home runs, okay. that's pretty amazing. I know. I know. All right, so he was the best I'd, in the 80s. Probably. I would think so. Now, it sounds like. I'm trying yes. to think. Like, I can't think of anyone, especially because when you factor in how long he plays, so he produces more, right? Yeah. Like when you're there, you, you somebody might have had a great one season, but did they produce on yeah, a consistency? His right? longevity and consistency was yeah. amazing. He performed year in and year out, game in and game I, out. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, somebody said Robin Yount. Oh, Robin Yount could hit for the Milwaukee Brewers. I think. Yeah. yeah. See, now you got power hitting second baseman like Jose Altuve, yeah. Robinson Cano a few yeah. years ago. Like you know, you've got big guys that can. Those are Justin Foskey. two great new Justin names. Justin is a great. That's the prototypical new second baseman. What about... Yeah, yeah, you're right with Foscu. Um, I mean, Craig's right. Ozzie Smith was a great middle infielder. Yeah, but he couldn't hit. No, I'm with you. I mean, uh, what was his lifetime batting average? I, 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 I'd, I'd guess it was 224. Yeah, I'd have to go look. All right, we'll see if I'm right on the other side. Ozzie Smith's lifetime batting average. You think it was 240? It had to be better than 220. All right. I mean, I didn't feel like he ever got a hit when I watched 900 TBS and WGN games. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Back in a second. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. 
Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Do we have a leaderboard update? Yeah, I'll get you another one. All right. Brought to you by Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. U.S. Open this weekend. You know it's a major. Up in Boston, Brookline, the Country Club, the U.S. Open. Interesting time in the world of golf. Show is brought to you by Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. They'll get your uh, golf game, your bag, so to speak, where it needs to be before you go to Live Oaks Golf Club. Colin Morikawa, still in the lead at three under. Oh. He's tied with someone named Nismith. I don't know. Never heard of that guy. Awesome. Um, there's always like random people who are in the lead in the U.S. Open early because yeah. you just get these random golfers well, who... And you're the first one to yeah. tee off. Yeah, exactly. So... But he's three under through 11, which means he, he ain't no joke. Okay. Because you don't score on this course without being able to hit the golf ball. John Rahm, one under. Uh, Roy McIlroy, one under. Names you might know, Uh-oh. right? Adam Scott, even. Uh-oh. Patrick Cantlay, even. Uh, you know, we got, some, we got some guys out there. There's not a lot of scoring going on so far. Uh, it's a three tough, under, though. Tough course. You know, Three through eleven is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's incredible. People think I know it's early, 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 but people thinking that it, you know, the winner would shoot over par. We'll see. Maybe well, these guys, because it's so short, even though it's, you know, narrow and nasty, and 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 the rough is, you know, all that. Uh, maybe these guys, because of where we are in the game today, with with clubs and talent and uh, everything else, you know, maybe they'll go in and I don't want to say master the course, but, uh, uh, they'll get the better of that would, the USGA would not be happy. Jordan Spieth is plus two through six. Ah, Spieth. Yes. So it's not gimmies. That's for sure. Nah. All right. Yep. Uh, your, that leaderboard update was brought to you by Edwin Watts golf shop on County line road across from the Hilton Jackson. That's a full service Hilton and Drago's. So you can smash some char charbroiled oysters and you pick up the golf club golf balls that you need at Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. Show is also brought to you by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland behind uh, Acura of Jackson. Okay, Blake, you have a question for me? Yes, we. I've teased it right before the break, but I need you to stamp your World Series winner before the tournament starts. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of grace. I'll let you pick one from each side to meet, and then you got to pick me which one wins. So okay. That, so that way you have some, you know, maybe you get one out of the two right that get in, and you got a little, you got a little leeway. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make you look All right, better. Stanford versus Texas. Stanford versus Texas. No SEC. Four SEC teams in Omaha, and you oh don't God, pick one. Oh, God, I just left them all out. You left them all out. Sorry. <laughs> Even though you have three of them winning. 
No, that doesn't make any sense. In game one. You have Arkansas beating Stanford in game one. All right, then Arkansas against A&M. Go in Arkansas against A&M. Okay. All right. Don't don't waffle. Stand strong in your convictions. I'm, I'm good either way. I'm good either way. <laughs> I mean, I may pick Ole Miss tomorrow. Oh, man. So, Come on now. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Craig says don't pick Arkansas. That's a bad pick. <laughs> is he is he a Razorback? I don't know. I don't think Craig's a Razorback. Okay. Stanford and Texas would be the favorites, so to speak. They're the national seeds. Ah, right. But you said sport. Oh, uh, it's not not. I guess Texas was a a top sixteen, but not a top eight because they had to go to East okay. Carolina. Texas and Stanford were there last year. Yeah. Obviously, um, Texas went. To the wire, yeah. You know they're they're one pitch, they one play, deep yeah, into the tourney to, from being in the finals. So that's a good Texas ball club. It's a really good Stanford ball club. I mean, I I don't hate those picks, man. I think you know Stanford's they're pretty filthy, yeah. And they have a, a young man from uh, Madison Central. That's right, that's right. So does uh, Auburn have a, a kid from Madison? Okay, yeah, right. so. That's, uh, Butch Thompson doing work in the state of Mississippi, his home state. Should Mississippi State have hired Butch Thompson? <laughs> oh, let's settle down. That, settle I'm down. just kidding. All right, another topic that we talked about tomorrow is National Mascot Day. Yeah, best and worst. Who is your favorite SEC mascot? Gator. Really? Yeah. Why? I just think it's cool. Really? I mean, Florida's got a... The, the orange and blue is cool. Yeah. You know uh, they're one of the few schools in the country that have a male and female mascot? That's serious. That's a true story. I'm I'm just... They have a male I think that's gator great. and a female gator that I, run I, around I just together. think that's fabulous. <laughs> no, I'd go gators. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who would you go? I... I love the Tigers of LSU because they have a live tiger. Yeah. Which is awesome. I've walked by him like you yeah. several times over the course of my life. He was in the stadium still when I was a freshman. Mike the there. Tiger? Or Mike. D- d- does his name change? No, it's, or it's like it Mike, Mike 8, Mike 10. Yeah, Mike, okay, yeah, whatever, yeah, okay. Yeah. got it. No, it's always Mike. Kind of like uh, yeah. Bully. Is that right? Bully, That's correct. Bully 4, 7, yep. 12, yep. 14. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. CWR is uh, right. Uh, Florida named their two mascots. It's Al and Alice. Uh, no, I, I remember I did a whole like deep dive on like w- the best and worst mascots at one time, and and that was one of the things I learned was that there are schools that have gendered mascots, which I find hilarious. Is is Ole Miss gonna add a, another mascot? They've already got four, I yeah. think. Uh, Flowood Reb says, uh, "Here you go the the best SEC mascot, Juice Kiffin's new lab, the new Ole Miss mascot. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, Juice Kiffin. If the- anybody would want a new." Another mascot, it would be Ole Miss. <laughs> no question. Oh, man. I got to um, be honest, the the Golden Lab or best whatever. Best uniforms? Yes, Florida. No. Yeah. That, In what the, sport? Those blue. Oh, stop. Yeah, the blue with the, with the orange are phenomenal. No. Yeah. Now, Georgia's red, black, and I guess white or silver. They call it silver. Yeah. Uh, when I, I I've said this before. I'll say it again. Because when you're when you're seven eight, you gravitate towards things like this. I fell in love with Georgia because of their their colors, 
Yeah. I thought the black, black and red, and is the good. red yeah. mixed in with a little silver white was just incredible. It's aggressive. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you missed Mike in Birmingham. He wasn't talking about Florida. He said Alabama has the best uniforms, best that helmet. Is 100% yeah, false. not accurate. False. Incorrect. Yeah, false. Now, if you want to go with like most tradition uniform, yeah, 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 you yeah, can yeah. say Alabama. No, Bama doesn't have They're not. No. No, not even close. And their, you're wrong. Their mascot's Florida's, not awesome. Florida's and, not the best and, either. And, and Bama's uniforms are not awesome. Uh, Florida's, no, I'm right, because Florida, the no. blue is cool. <laughs> And the orange with the blue is cool. Sometimes they throw, obviously, they, they will wear white pants depending on yes. what's going on. Their best uniforms last year were their whites with the blue and orange accent. I did like that. That was really, really cool and that, sharp. That was their best uniform. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you told me that And Georgia think- has some, some, cool, some are better than others. Yes. But, uh, but when jo- they go blackout, it's a cool, especially because they I do agree. it well in the stadium. It's like yeah. when, when Mississippi State goes all black in baseball or hoops, or football, that is their best uniform. And, and they, they, they pair it up with a little white, a little silver, but black a little ain't, maroon. Black ain't maroon. Right, but, but, but my <laughs> point is, their, their black jerseys are the best. I know, baseball, I, 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 basketball, and football, it's not close. That's funny. It's not close. What, all right, so you gave me, you think that the Gator is the best mascot in the SEC. Who's the worst mascot in the SEC? Worst mascot in the SEC. Yeah. Well, you got the Commodore. Yeah, but he's not a bad mascot. Yeah, he's not. They're just a bad team. He's not, I guess. I'm going with Missouri's Tiger. It's pathetic looking. Oh, it is. If you look at it, it's awful. Why? It's like uh, somebody that's super skinny. If you include Texas and Oklahoma, does the Longhorn trump the Gator? No. Oh, man. Bevo? Bevo? Come no. on now. Hook he, him, baby. He, he does not. Throw it up. Trump, the Gator. Throw up the horns. And, and the Gator. What am I trying to say? The Chomp. The Chomp. See, that Florida's just got a cool factor. Dude, can't, chomp, can't Chomp a Longhorn, baby. Hook him. Remember when that guy said that I Chomped left-handed and that wasn't right? Believable. Ben McDonald coming up next. So. Let's do it. This is the SEC Insider Hit. And it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Uh, ben McDonald will join us in five minutes, 735. Ben will join us on the uh, Corona Premier Guest Line. Good morning. Welcome in. Uh, we laid out the College World Series bracket for you. Ole Miss and Auburn will play on Saturday. Um, on that side of the bracket is Ole Miss against Auburn and uh, Arkansas against Stanford. And then the other side of the bracket is Notre Dame against Texas and Oklahoma against Texas A&M. It's got a Big 12 feel over there, doesn't it? Um, so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be wild. I uh, talked to several Ole Miss fans yesterday on the phone that are going out some have been some have not uh it's a good tri- it's a good trip it really is uh, well especially if your team's winning i mean it's a really good trip man if you get into it you get into the heart and the teeth of the whole thing uh it's a bizarre deal too man i mean it's like time stops it's time i mean i just went to the mississippi delta for two days and i absolutely loved it 
And we had an amazing, amazing time at Steve Azar's Delta Soul Charity Golf event, raising money for uh, art programs that, that just don't have the funding in the Delta. And he and his wife, Gwen, have, have done an amazing job raising over a million dollars uh, for the Mississippi Delta, not counting all the money that was spent in the Mississippi <laughs> Delta this weekend. I mean, the, we were there's a brand-new hotel right across from the Greenville Country Club. It's a true Hilton and obviously we're tied into the Hilton Jackson on County line road, but that, that's, that thing was packed. The Hampton Inn right by the golf course was packed. The other holiday Inn express was packed. And then, you know, they fed 240 people at does in two different sittings, um, on Thursday night. And then everything else that, that, uh, uh, David Cruz did the food on Friday night. I, I haven't seen a spread like that. Um, even at a wedding, um, in a long time, one of my buddies, I never stay for Friday. I'm usually going to Startville for a regional or super regional or, or somewhere else. And Azar twisted my arm and, uh, we stayed and at Wendy and I, Wendy was with me. So that made it easier, you know, to stay for another night. So on, and, uh, one of my buddies, one of our friends who were, we were with Thursday night at the table at Doe's, he said, uh, here's how I'll describe it. It's like a wedding. And he was talking about Friday night. He said, it's like a wedding reception, but cool. And I thought that was fantastic. So, um, but it, the spread was amazing. The, the green, the people of Greenville, Mississippi were wonderful. The volunteers that Gwen and Steve have, I mean, they put on a show. It's their Super Bowl weekend and they do it right. There were people from all over the country and the world. Number one songwriter right now in Nashville, uh, was there, but just, uh, pretty, pretty cool. And we had a great time and I love the Mississippi Delta. My dad's from there. Love it even more every time as I get older and go back. And we had a wonderful experience. Wendy had not been to Doe's, so that was cool, too. And, man, we smashed some tamales and shrimp. And, you know, they just bring out plate after plate of steak and um, all kinds of fun stuff. All right. Uh, ben McDonald will join us here in a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. SEC Insider Hit is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Got to see those guys up there, too, uh, which was uh, a lot of fun. Ben McDonald will join us here in just a second. We'll talk Ole Miss and all the other teams. Uh, not all, the SEC teams, uh, for the most part, may dance around here a little bit. Uh, for those of you who didn't keep up with it yesterday, Auburn punched their ticket, so Ole Miss and Auburn will play on Saturday in the CWS. It's also National Bourbon Day, brought to you by Long Branch Bourbon. That's Matthew McConaughey's Bourbon, official bourbon of the Out of Bounds Show. And we're giving away all kinds of things on National Bourbon Day. Plus, Russell's Reserve is also one of our bourbons. That's part of the small batch line of Wild Turkey's portfolio. So uh, on National Bourbon Day, we want you to raise a toast later in the day to Long Branch Bourbon and Russell's Reserve. Uh, please drink responsibly. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We are the Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We welcome in our friend Ben McDonald. SEC Network, ESPN, LSU, Baltimore Orioles. Ben was on the call for the Super Regional in Hattiesburg where Ole Miss absolutely dominated. Ben, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, that one was never in doubt. Ole Miss uh, dominated from start to finish. And I tell you what, Ben McDonald, they are on a roll. 
and turned it around the last six weeks. Yeah, look, no, Ole Miss is, is a dangerous team right now. I mean, you go back look at their last 16 games now, they've won 13 of them, you know, and you say, well, how does that happen? Well, you know, baseball is a funny game, man. We know that, you know, and, and some of Ole Miss's, I guess, Achilles heels all year long, they have sured up. You know, you start with the pitching staff, you know, and this pitching staff was kind of okay for most of the year but just really didn't have many roles. And all of a sudden, you know, you insert – a couple of guys in Delusia and Hunter Elliott into that weekend rotation, and it seemed to change things. Some guys in that bullpen seemed to have found their way and throwing the best they've thrown all year long, you know. And for me, nobody's really talked a lot about it, but the Ole Miss defense was just awful. Like, it was like an LSU defense this year for a long time, fielding 961, 962, and lost some games early in the year. But they've really cleaned that up as of late, too, you know. And, of course, the offense has always been there, and even better here in the postseason. So, look, I think Ole Miss is as dangerous team as there is in the College World Series. What, Ben McDonald, on the Corona Premier guest line, when you watch Delusia pitch, what do you see, Ben? I just see a guy that knows who he is. I see a guy that doesn't get out outside of what he knows he does well. And the fact that, you know, the fastball is a good one, and it's got some deception to it. Uh, you know, it'll pick up 92, 93. But he commands it really well. And when I watched him for the first time the other day, he stayed out of the middle part of the plate, and he was able to land his off-speed stuff even in fastball counts. And that was a difference maker for him. And obviously, he's a heck of a competitor. You could tell when he goes out and he competes, you know. And, you know, you talk about doing things that you hadn't done all year long. And Ole Miss did not have one shutout the entire season until they get to the Super Regions. They throw back-to-back shutouts against a very good Southern Miss team. So you talk about elevating your game. I think that's where it starts on the pitching mound. And, and, and certainly, DeLucia and Elliott have been outstanding so far. Well, and let's talk Elliott, the freshman out of Tupelo who has really come on. you got to give Bianco and his staff credit because that's not who they started with out of the gate in February or even March, for that matter. But they found their one-two punch. And sometimes in Omaha, if you win early, that's enough. What do you see from the young freshman? Well, I, you know, I think Mike ha- always had the intentions of getting Elliott into that weekend rotation, but he did the smart thing, and we've seen Mike Bianco and other coaches do it over the years. Instead of taking a true freshman and throwing him right in the fire right away, he kind of brought him along in some low-leverage type situations. He started him in the bullpen. He wanted to get his feet wet. He wanted to make sure he was comfortable with what he was doing, and then he started to ramp him up from there, you know. And then because he was performing well – he got a chance to get into that weekend rotation. So I think that was always the plan for Elliott. He just wanted to kind of get his feet wet. Now, when I see Elliott pitch, he was impressive the other day. You know, it, it's it's some deception, too. And if you talk to the hitters, and I did, they'll tell you they don't pick the ball up off of him real well. And it's nice and smooth, and all of a sudden the fastball kind of gets on you. I thought his breaking ball to me the other day, that little loop and curveball against the left-handed batter was really good. He could just kind of just dump it in there whenever he wanted to for strike one. The fastball ticked up to 93, 94, you know, kind of set right in the low 90s. And he showed a good changeup, too, a couple of different breaking balls I saw. It was just a kid that went out and pitched for a true freshman. I mean, a real true freshman. It was impressive how he navigated through some big-time situations, hostile environment. I mean, over in Hattiesburg, that's a heck of a place, man. I was impressed. The fans are awesome over there. That was a tough place, and I wondered if Elliott could navigate through that first inning and control his emotions, and, man, he did. He struck out the first batter of the game, and when he did that, he was off and rolling. Yeah, that breaking ball was filthy uh, against Southern Miss. He is Ben McDonald. He called the Hattiesburg Super Regional. You see him on ESPN SEC Network. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, walking us through 
where we are with the final eight teams uh, in the College World Series and SEC West heavy. Let's talk Auburn. Uh, Ole Miss and Auburn, uh, we're more than familiar with Butch Thompson. Uh, He spent a good bit of time with John Cohen here in the state, did an amazing job. He's done a great job at Auburn. Uh, What do you see in this matchup between the Ole Miss Rebels and Wardam Eagle, Ben? Well, I tell you, Auburn is a team that, you know, if you just told me they'd have been there too, you know, but but it was a team that just kept on winning. I kept watching Auburn all year long. I never get a chance to call one of their games, but they were kind of back and forth and up and down. They won five of their 10 SEC series, but I was concerned for them because their final four series in conference play, they lose three out of their final four series, and you start to wonder, okay, is Auburn good enough to get there? Can they get there? But They've hit the ball again this year. You know, I think the key for them, obviously, is the big fella, Sonny Deshera. You know, and he is he comes over and transfer a portal from Sanford. And, look, he has been a difference. Like, I think he hit his 22nd home run of the year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, last night. It's an offense that I would call a little bit above average offense in the SEC. They don't steal a lot of bases, kind of like Ole Miss. Ole Miss doesn't run a lot either, you know. But both these teams like to bang it a little bit. And, Auburn doesn't have quite the pop. Auburn's got like 73 home runs, I think, on the year. And Ole Miss is approaching 100 home runs. So you get the advantage in the power department to Auburn as far as that goes. Now, having said that, you know, Omaha's a different place. It's a bigger ballpark. And you wonder how the power numbers will translate, you know, at Omaha because it's a bigger ballpark. I mean, you may not be able to hit as many home runs as we've seen that in past years on there. So I don't think it changes how you manage and how you coach a ball game. But Auburn's pitching staff, is a solid pitching staff. I love the back end of their pitching staff and, 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 and toward the, uh, the back end. The closer's really, really good, you know. And so it's a pretty good defending team, too. So these teams obviously know each other. These coaches know each other very well. It's really interesting to see how this goes out. But I feel like Ole Miss is showing you something they hadn't had all year. That's a couple of guys in that rotation that maybe a lot of these teams hadn't seen a whole lot of. You mentioned how, you know, weird and funky baseball is. Arkansas's on that side of the bracket, Ben. And, uh, of course, they were the number one seed, didn't make it last year. Number one seed doesn't make it this year in Tennessee. Uh, But Van Horn's got a squad, and Stanford looks good, too. So as you you size up that side of the bracket where Ole Miss is, who do you like and why? Well... I like, you know, I think this time of year you got to lean on not so much what teams have done in the past, but you got to lean on what you think is the hot team out there. You know, the team that is playing its best right now. And remember, uh, these six or eight teams are in the College World Series right now. Only two of them have come through their regionals clean and hadn't lost a regional game. One of them's Ole Miss, and one of them's Texas A&M. You know, um, I like Ole Miss. But I like Texas A&M, too. I think they're on the other side of the bracket, but I still like them. But it would not surprise me at all if Ole Miss met up with Texas A&M in, in, in the finals of, of the College World Series. You know, I think Notre Dame is obviously playing with a lot of confidence right now. But you wonder, it was so emotional for Notre Dame to get through that Knoxville regional. You wonder if they got anything left emotion-wise when they do get to Omaha. We will wait and see. Texas is a beautiful team as far as. It's a typical Texas team that you don't normally see. Texas, you normally hear about pitching and defense. Their pitching's just kind of been okay this year. They got a couple of dudes at the top, but that bullpen's been a mess for Texas all year long, but they can really hit it. Melendez, I think, has 32 home runs right now, probably going to win the Golden Spikes Award. He's a real dude, you know. And so, I don't know. I have not seen Oklahoma yet, but the Auburn-Ole Miss matchup is one I wanted to see. I was hoping I was going to get a chance to call that one, but 
I'll be calling the Arkansas-Stanford game okay. before that one in the Ole Miss and Auburn game will be that night game is what it looks like on uh, uh, from what we're seeing on the bracket that just came out. So, uh, so yeah, I'll have the first game of the day at, at 1 o'clock, and that's going to feature Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Then I think Texas and uh, or, uh, Ole Miss will actually – I told you wrong. Ole Miss will play game four on – Saturday, we'll have a night game. Yes, it yeah. will be a night game. They'll play the night game. And I'll have the uh, A&M-Oklahoma game. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Nice. Ben McDonald on the Corona Premier Guest Line talking College World Series. All right. Tennessee and Tony Vitello have taken the college baseball world by storm. Obviously, they've got some fire in their belly. And they'll let you know when they're beating you. Uh, that rubs some of the purists wrong. For me, as far as radio and content, it's sports talk radio gold. Some people say they go over the line. Um, how do you see it, Ben? Well, I think it's – I think, you know, I talked to Tony about that, and I asked him, and he said, listen, he said, I give my guys a little bit more leash than most coaches do. And he said, this is the reason why. He said, I feel like they've earned it. He said, they get up, they go to class every day. He said, they're great students. They're great kids off the field. They work as hard as anybody. They do everything I ask them to do. When they show up to practice, they're giving me 100% every day. And he said they've earned the right to have a little bit more leashes, the way he said it. Now, you know, Tennessee's one of those teams where you, you either love them or you hate them. You don't sit on the fence with them. You know, it's a, you know and, and look, I don't mind that. You know, I don't agree with some of the gestures that went on. I, I'm not a big fan of that. But I don't mind playing – with a little attitude from time to time, as long as you're not disrespecting your opponent. And look, I don't care what people say. There's jibber jabbers going on the field all the time. Sure. People may not see it on TV, but sure. but, but but these guys are, are gibbering at each other, just like a football game, just like a basketball game. And so, you know, it is what it is. Um, some people don't like it, but if it works for you, and look, it's hard to argue it didn't work for Tennessee this year. I mean, look, people say, well, they didn't make it. Well, I'm going to tell you what. They put together one of the most impressive seasons we saw up to that point, just like Arkansas did last year. And it just goes to show you, look, if there was ever a team that I was sure going to get to Omaha this year, it was Tennessee. I think everybody can say the same thing. I don't know if I've seen a more impressive team than Tennessee as far as the, the, the rotation, the defense, the offense, everything they do. But it's just a testament to our game. And it's the only game in the world that is like what it is. I mean, like, if Alabama was ranked number one in football – and number 20, Notre Dame went into Alabama at home. There was no way in hell that Notre Dame could beat LA or Alabama twice True. at home True. at a three. It would never happen. True. It would never, ever happen. But in baseball, it can happen. And that's why it makes our, our game, I think, the most unpredictable, greatest game in the world because it's called baseball. And that's what separates it. Look, Arkansas has – arguably just an impressive season last year. They won every conference weekend, which is hard to do in the SEC, and yet they can't get out of their super regional. As you mentioned, since 1999, it's been the curse of the number one seed. Only the Miami Hurricanes back in 1999 was the only number one seed ever to win the College World Series. And so that's how difficult it is to do. Isn't that crazy? Ben McDonald on the Corona Premier Guest Line. You're listening Out of Bounds on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Ben, let's go back to your former teammate, Mike Bianco. Uh, you've known him for 35 years. Um, we all know that he has built this Ole Miss baseball program uh, up into a fantastic program. There was a there was a dark spot this this year between March 14th and when they got it back together. 
And our show got nuts. I mean, people were ready to make a move and so on. I think it's such a credit to Mike that he stayed the course and blocked out the static and noise along with the staff and his team, the veterans and so on. I thought he gave an unbelievable answer after winning the Super Regional. Um, Parrish Alford asked him about social media and the detractors and so on. And Mike said, look, I'm on Twitter. I post and then I get out of there. I don't read the comments. And and basically, he just proved you know how much perspective and balance and how much of an adult he is. He said, and then I move on. How impressed are you? considering he was your catcher and you've known him for 35 years, that he was able to block out the static and noise and lead this team to Omaha? Well, look, I'm not surprised. I mean, I knew Mike way back when we were kids, and we were, and he always was a first-class guy. Let me tell you, Scott Berry at Southern Miss and, and Mike Bianco at Ole Miss, it don't get any better than that as far as coaches go. You know, and I said this on the air the other day, and I really mean this, because I had to send my kid off to college, and he went to uh, LSU units under Coach Willis. As a parent, when you send your kid off to school, you hope you're getting him with a coach. It's not only going to develop him on the field, but it's going to develop him off the field and turn him into a young man because that's what it's all about. In the end, the majority of these kids will not make a living playing professional baseball. They just won't. They're going to have to hit the real world. They're going to graduate and get their degree, and they have to be grown men when they leave there. And when you talk about Mike Bianco and talk about Scott Barry at Southern Miss, that's two guys that do it the right way. Like, I mean, that's two guys that you can trust that's going to take care of your young man. It's going to be tough on them but he's going to praise him when he needs to praise him. And so that's all you could ask for. When when, when Mike Bianco went through this tough time, I'll be honest with you, I heard about it, the rumblings about it. I saw some of it on social media. I was like, what? I, I, like, I was thinking, what are the Ole Miss people doing? You know, like I was shocked to see some of it as, as the water got hot. But I'm not surprised because Mike has always stayed the course, and he's always had a game plan. He got that game plan from years under Skip Bertman. And then he kind of made some of it his own as well. And it's a tip of the cap to the coaching staff. And that veteran team, as you mentioned, those guys stuck together. You're talking about Graham, Chatonier, and Elko and the boys. Look, they've been here before. And they just kind of all banded together and said, you know what, it's about this circle right here, this circle around us, this team. This is all that matters. And if we keep going in the direction that we're going, we're going to be okay. We're going to turn this thing around. And they have, you know. And I got to thinking – Man, those folks that want to fire Mike Bianco, they already start figuring out how they can build a statue out there in front of the ballpark of him instead of worried about firing him. Because what he's done for Ole Miss baseball is not paralleled anywhere else. And he built a program up that, that, that was kind of towards the bottom when he took it over, you know. And so I'm happy for Mike. He's making his second trip to Omaha. I think it's the fifth or sixth trip, trip in, in Ole Miss history uh, to Omaha. And just maybe, just maybe this might be the year that Ole Miss wins the national championship. He is Ben McDonald on the Out of Bounds Show. All right, Ben, before we let you leave, how many Baltimore Orioles games do you call a year? I I do 84 a year. Um, and I'll be honest with you, the, uh, uh, this first half season has been tough for me because I've been running back and forth between pro ball and college golf ball and hadn't been a chance to, to get really caught up 100% on either one of them. You know, it'll get a little easier after the um, – you know, after Omaha is over, then it'll be strictly just Orioles stuff, and I'll actually have some time off. So I'm looking to some off time occasionally in there. But, yeah, it's busy. I do like 84, and I do like 40, a little over 40 college games a year, wow. you know. And so it's a, it's a busy time for me, busier than I wanted to be. I thought I'd be the time of my life where I started to slow down a little bit. But it seems <laughs> to be speeding up. So, you know, contracts are up. Uh, 
you know, this year on both those sides. So I won't have to think a little bit about, about slowing down a little bit. But I certainly enjoy it. I don't enjoy the travel, but I enjoy when they say play ball, man, because sure. I'm all in then. You do an awesome job, and we appreciate you being uh, an outstanding ambassador for SEC baseball. Appreciate your time today. Have a great time in Omaha, Ben. I appreciate it. Take care. Ben McDonald, LSU, Baltimore Orioles, now SEC Network, ESPN, of course, the Baltimore Orioles Orioles broadcast. He joined us on the Corona Premier guest line, and he likes uh, that Ole Miss is hot and the fact that uh, Delucia and Elliott are uh, pumping it in the zone and a lot of swing and miss there. So Ole Miss rolls through 5-0 and in the regionals and super regionals. And they'll play Auburn on Saturday night in Omaha, Nebraska. And how about that? Mike Bianco and Butch Thompson. Uh, last time, as Blake said, Butch Thompson was there. He played Mississippi State in his first game. How weird is that? Yeah. Nuts, right? And two really good coaches. That side of the bracket kind of, it did come together, guys. That's uh, that's some teams. Ole Miss. Auburn's good, but Ole Miss, Arkansas, Stanford, hello, Uh, you're going to have to bring your A game. And then, uh, as you all know, on the other side, you've got Texas and Notre Dame in game one. And then you have the Texas A&M Aggies, who really found their, kind of like Ole Miss, found their mojo down the stretch uh, going against uh, Blake's Oklahoma Sooners. So, Boomer Sooner, according to uh, Marcus Dupree. So, Barry Switzer, trying to think, who's the most decorated Oklahoma baseball player? I'm sure it's obvious, but I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Like, I can think of Roger Clemens in Texas, right? Yeah. Well, they only have about 700 World Series appearances. 38 is what you told me yesterday? Of 75 trips, Texas has been 38 times. For you math nerds out there, that's, that's one more than half. Wow. Hey, it's National Bourbon Day. We're giving away some cool stuff. We'll tell you more about it on the other side. Uh, But National Bourbon Day for us is brought to you by Long Branch Bourbon and Russell's Reserve, part of the Wild Turkey portfolio. Good morning. Welcome in. Mike D., Mike Dettelier, straight out of New Orleans in WWL Radio TV. Mike D. will join us at 830.